chapter 1. I know through our study in the book of James uh, that um, we have covered many truths and yet this morning God in a clear manner directed me back to this passage in James chapter 1. Um, as you know, throughout the book of James, he had emphasized that this is authentic faith. A true follower of Jesus Christ. And he lists a number of things. And one of the things that he lists is in chapter 1 from the aspect of our attitude toward the Word of God. In verse 19, we read, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Deception is a very interesting situation that goes from being of little harm to being of great, great damage. Um, you might say, well, when is deception of little harm? One of the one of the things that I enjoy of backyard football is trick plays. You know what I mean? Where you deceive that you hand off and you don't really hand off or you run a double reverse flea flicker hook and ladder play that catches everybody off guard and and it's fun doing stuff like that. And and honestly, if you watch football, if you watch it very close, there is a lot of deception that is going on, and the better teams do it better than the other teams, all right? Because they want to get everybody thinking the play's moving this way and they take it this way. I remember in wrestling, deception is a great thing if you're the one deceiving. But if you're the one deceived, it's not so great. But those things, there's no harm other than personal ego, okay? But in, in wrestling, you want to set them up thinking you're going this way and they move that way and you come back the other way. 
And so there's no damage there. But when it comes to deception spiritually, it's a whole nother ballgame. And it is an eternal problem that, that we're dealing with. <coughs> and in these issues that James is dealing with, he says, I, I want to make sure that you as believers are genuine and that you're not deceived. And he said in verse 22, many of you have it memorized. You've heard it over and over again. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. How many of you have heard the statement, if somebody takes you once, that's their fault. If they take you twice, that's your fault. You've heard that. Everyone's heard it because I just said it, all right? Well, not necessarily. Maybe some of you weren't listening, all right? But that's one thing when someone else deceives you. Totally different when we deceive ourselves. And, and this is what James is talking about. He says, we're in a, we're in a totally new realm here. Thinking that, hey, I'm, I'm here at church this morning. I'm hearing the word of God. I'm doing something good. And he said, if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer only, Who would ever think of deceiving yourself? Hey, jump off there. It's only two feet. No, it's ten feet. Why would you deceive yourself? It's nonsense. We wouldn't even think of that. But when it comes to spiritual realm, we easily deceive ourselves. And and James is dealing with this, and, and he wants to make sure that that this is a situation that people, I mean, people die and many people are in for the greatest shock of their eternity because they deceive themselves in thinking everything was all right. Or deceive themselves into thinking there is no eternity. Or deceive themselves into thinking, I'm going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful. And heaven and eternity will be filled with many, many surprises because we deceived ourselves. So he he goes in and... Just the very word deceived means to misjudge, to miscalculate, to have a skewed logic, to have false reasoning. Now, we must first of all identify that hearing the Word of God is very important. I'm already falling apart here today, okay? Hearing the Word of God is very important. We believe that the Bible is our only rule for authority and practice. So that, that means that 
it is important that we hear the Word of God individually, as a family, as a church body, that we don't hear man's opinion. Man's opinion doesn't matter. It is important to hear the Word of God. James isn't minimizing that. He isn't saying, oh, it's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. And it is important that we are people of the book. I understand um, the Bible is on phones and laptops and everything like that. And and I understand there will come a day when um, we won't say, turn in your Bible. We'll say, scroll in your Bible to Genesis 28 or whatever. It probably won't happen in my lifetime because I'm an old school guy and I'll probably still like turning pages. Incidentally, this is extra benefit for you. I read this last week. They did extensive study on people given the same article, reading it electronically, digitally transcribed, or reading it on a piece of paper. And they found that those that read it off paper comprehended it much more than those that read it digitally. Because, uh, now one thing's leading to another, okay? I'm reading this book, 12 Things Your Phones Do to You. Remember right before Christmas, I said, what happens if you get a book at Christmas and it says your present is um, how to lose weight? Remember, remember that? Do any of you remember that? Christmas Day, I get a book, How to Be Productive. Twelve things your phone is doing to you, and I forget what the other book is, okay? But honestly, this book about what your phone is doing to you, we live in this digital age, and, and we skim everything. You know, even the articles you read, and it's saying that, how did I get on this? I'll never know. But it's saying that this guy's basically saying You can't let that happen to you with the Word of God. Don't walk out of here and say, Pastor says you shouldn't read your Bible on your phone. I'm saying don't skim it. It's too easy to go. We need to be students of the Word. And and again, I'm not saying don't read it on your phone or your laptop or whatever. We can skim it reading it on paper too. But the reality is, we need to hear the Word. James is not saying that's not, that's not the issue. But there is no blessing for just hearing the Word of God. That is, that is the initial step. That's like, okay, I'm getting in the batter's box now. I mean, if you just get in the batter's box and never do anything, you're going to be out. It is important for us to read the Word of God, but there is no blessing for hearing only. (coughs) This last week was reminded again the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. 
in reading the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 7, we sing the wise man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The only difference in those two men or individuals, they both heard the word, but one obeyed it. We get in our mind, the foolish man was the one that said, I don't want to have anything to do with it, don't bother me. No, the foolish man, it says, heard it. Go back and look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 29. The foolish man heard it, but did not. The only difference between wise and foolish was not hearing. It was hearing and doing. So do you you understand what kind of camp it puts a person in if all I do is hear? It's in the same camp as a person that does not hear. Because the hearing didn't produce any fruit in my life. So it's the same as not hearing. Remember the account, the one son said, I will go, and didn't. And the other one said, I'm not going to go, but then eventually did in Matthew 28. And Jesus said, which one did his father's will? And of course, the one that said, no, I'm not going to, but then he did end up doing the father's will. The difference between the wise son and the foolish son is the one that obeyed. And it is good to hear. It is good to be here today. But it it matters what we do with it. Preacher closed the service and one of the members on the way out said, Pastor, that was a wonderful sermon, to which the pastor replied, well, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? And that's the reality of it. It it remains to be seen what the truth does in my life and how it works out in my life, in the car on the way home, in the home, in the place of business, where I work, in my relationship with others. So there is a blessing that God gives. It's important to hear the word, but there is no blessing just in hearing alone. When we hear without obedience, we are deceived. As we said, it's sad to be deceived. It's most miserable to be self-deceived. And, and Jesus warned about this over and over again. If you want an interesting study, just look at how the word deceived is used in the Bible. But when we hear without obedience, without taking some steps of action, we are deceived in several ways. One, we think we are growing or mature. It, it's easy for us to 
come here today, for example, attend Sunday school, come to church this morning, hear it, and and maybe maybe even be convicted by it, and to think that, well, that has produced some growth in my life. Just because all the nutrients are there does not mean that growth has been produced. It needs to be made personal in my life, and growth is manifested not in what I know, but in what I am, in what I do. I mean, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and said, knowledge puffs up. It's not what I know. How much of what I know gets worked out of my life? And we are deceived in thinking, man, I, I, I know about the prophecy timeline. I know the themes of each of the Gospels. I know the book of James now. Our purpose for doing a study in First Peter is not so that we'll know First Peter. It's so that the truths of First Peter start being worked out of our lives. And if we think, well, I completed a study in James, and now I'm going to go through First Peter, I am growing. Just doing the studies doesn't mean that we're growing. We deceive ourselves when we hear without obedience, when we think that we have rewards waiting. God's going to reward me because look how, look how long I've, I've faithfully attended and heard the Word of God. Um, There aren't going to be ribbons or pins or medals given out in heaven for how many hours you heard the Word of God. Again, I'm not minimizing. We ought to have a hunger and thirst for the Word. But hearing it alone, there are rewards for those that obeyed. Jesus said, you have rewards that will be given to you and you fed me when I was hungry and you gave me to drink when I was thirsty. And they said, when did we do that? Well, you obeyed in doing it to the least of these. They obeyed. They didn't just think about it. The good Samaritan will be rewarded. Those that pass by won't. It's the ones that obeyed were deceived when we think we're better than others. Look at us. This is Sunday, the Lord's Day. We are in church. Look at all those heathen out there. We're no better than they are. Just by hearing. We're no better, period, 
but it's the grace of God that changes our life. And when we hear the Word of God, and it changes our life, it will make a difference. I was going to say, I could bring my dog in here and have it sit. I doubt that it would sit very long, okay? It's an outdoor dog. But we did, he's, she's getting old, we did bring it in when it got below zero. It's amazing how welfare works, you know that? Boy, she got used to that. She wasn't just content to be inside the back door. We had a foam pad still on the floor from all the kids here in Ace's room. That dog found the foam pad, ah, laying on the foam pad. I'm thinking, you ought to be happy, and some of you are thinking, you are a cruel pastor. You ought to be happy you're inside, but no, you, the elephant gets its nose in the door, and then it takes over the whole thing. But I could play the Bible to my dog, but it's never, never going to change it. It's not the hearing of it. And because we're here and we hear this today, doesn't mean we're better than others. Understand that many times as Christians, we are like posts instead of tree. Plant a tree and it grows. Plant a post. And it decays. And it is important if there is life in us, spiritual life, and you hear the word, it will grow. And the growth will be manifested in what we do in our obedience. Don't confuse conviction with obedience. We've heard that many times over. But the worst deception of all is when we think we are saved because we've heard the gospel, we can explain that Christ died for sinners to forgive sinners, but we have never personally Turn from our sin to trust Jesus Christ. To me, without a question, the saddest verse in the entire Bible is Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, in which he says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, we did many wonderful works in your name. In your name we cast out devils. And he will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. Now, they were doing the works apart from Christ. It takes Christ and the obedience. The obedience doesn't save us. The obedience authenticates that we are a child of God. So we desire the Word, 
and we say, God, how do you want this implemented in my life? Authentic Christians hear the word and obey it. The word doers is taken from the same Greek word that is used for poet. It is a word that carries the idea of creativity, such as a poet (coughs) manifests his personality and creates a, a flair, creates in his writing. James is telling us, That if we can't easily think of a way to do what has been preached to us or what we've read, then that we need the creative direction of the Holy Spirit to find ways to do the Word of God. It also depicts someone putting forth his fullest creative abilities to achieve something. What it means is we must put forth our fullest efforts and our fullest creative abilities in doing what we've heard, not just passively receiving it. Okay, God, how can I put this into practice? How can I start implementing this? So we read in the Bible. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. How can I start putting this into practice? So, you think, oh, how can I start putting this into practice? And on the way to work, you hear Kim Jong-un in North Korea has got his hand on the button, and you think, oh, man, what's going to happen? And you think, wait a minute. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. God, you are the ruler over all the nations. And I'm just trusting. Or you read in the Bible, in your morning reading, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. So you think, how can I put this into practice? And you think, okay, how would I want people to greet me in the morning around the house? How would I like my fellow workers' attitude to be? See, you start, where can I, where can I put feet to this? How can I do this? I fear that we, we hear, we walk out, and it's gone. He says, we're deceiving ourselves. Thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm at church. We hear, flee temptation. Okay, how can I do that? How can I implement? When we hear the word, do we consciously make a plan how that we're going to implement it? We read, do all things without murmuring and complaining. What is it that I murmur and complain about? Some may need to ask, what don't I murmur and complain about, right? Okay, what is one thing I can quit complaining about? I need to put it into practice. We need to take all the experiences of life and and let God change them. Let God work in our life. 
there is the inerrant danger of attending a church where God's Word is proclaimed week by week, that if you hear the Word often but do not put it into practice, you delude yourself. The solution is not to avoid hearing it, but rather to, okay, what am I going to take and how am I going to implement this in my life? Four pastors were discussing the merits of various translations of the Bible. And one liked a particular version because of its simple, beautiful English. Another preferred a more scholarly edition because it was closer to the original Hebrew and Greek. Still another liked a contemporary, more up-to-date in its vocabulary The fourth minister was silent for a moment, and then he said, I like my mother's translation best. And surprised, the other three men said, we didn't know your mother translated a Bible. He said, yes, she translated it into life, and it was the most convincing translation I have ever seen. We need to tran- if if we were more concerned about the versions of the Bible that we're living, as much as we are about the versions of the Bible that people are reading, we'd probably have revival in our land. The reality is, what what is actually getting worked out in our lives? What is actually Changing our lives so that we're not deceived. Oswald Chambers said, One step forward in obedience is worth years of study about it. One step of obedience is worth years of study about it. Nike didn't originate, just do it. James did. God did. Just do it. Obey it. Don't tell me what you know. Don't talk about it. Don't give me all the etymology of everything. Just live it. And that's what God's heart cry still is today. It's good you're here today. But if it ends right here, it's not good. Truth divorced from life is not truth in the biblical sense. Truth must be obeyed. And the purpose behind all doctrine is to secure moral action to bring a change in our lives. Doctrine is important. It's so important that it must be followed and lived. And James said, I don't want any of you to be deceived in thinking that, wow, this is good. Wasn't that good? That was good. It remains to be seen how good it is. Is it bringing a change in your life? 
as you read the Word of God, is it bringing any change in your life? As it does, that is wisdom from above. But James says, don't be deceived in thinking that hearing alone, we must be doers. Heavenly Father, would your Spirit even now personally deal in every heart here today Lord, it may be truths that we didn't even touch on today that you've been dealing with in their lives. Lord, may there be steps of obedience taken today. May we get off dead center. May we get out of self-deception. And may we truly be doers of the word and not hearers only. Lord, I pray if there are any here today that truly are not a child of yours but are deceived in thinking they are, Lord, would your Spirit open their hearts and minds to the reality? And Lord, would today they truly turn from sin and turn to you to become a genuine follower of you? Lord, you know every heart. Help us to know our hearts as you do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's